Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, Managing Editor of Fightful.com here. It is October 24th. We have SmackDown Live to talk about. Head over to Fightful.com. All your photos, news, videos, podcasts, exclusives, forums across MMA, pro wrestling, and boxing. We are joined by Anna Bauert, giggling. What is going on? I heard a beep, and then I saw Jeff's reaction. And then, oh. Well, yeah, Jeff, it's riveting. What are you reacting to? Jeff Hawkins. That also- beep. That that very supersonic beep going into my ear. That's what I was reacting to. I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't know what's going on. We got SmackDown to talk about, though. Shane McMahon comes out. This comes after the siege. But before we get into that, Jeff, I just want you to realize how completely wrong you are on the Oscar situation to the point to where <laughs> we're just going to talk about SmackDown. Anyway... Shane McMahon comes out, describes the siege, (laughs) and says that he realized what he was going to do when AJ Styles was asked to come over to Raw. Jeff, what do you think about how they framed this, or maybe just half-assed, like, framing of it that I've seen, but... Between everybody's stupid takes on Asuka, yours and Rob's especially... And, 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 and this story, I was despondent until Daniel Bryan was mad at Shane because yeah. I thought it was ridiculous for a show with this much goodwill to go in and invade without any proper provocation. I thought it was dumb to have baby faces leading the charge as opposed to heels if you're going to do it that way especially guys like the new day and shane who are likable i i i need a reason for people to invade other than survivor series that's my thing and up until the daniel bryan part i was having an issue with it it seems like now there's at least a little bit of depth to it rather than say as i put it eschewing all face heel dynamics and Baron Corbin no longer being a lone wolf because he gets a t-shirt. You know, I, I needed <laughs> to the know, point where they have to reference it in an angle. Yeah. Mm. He's got a wolf pack. They did the blood pack and everything. Anna, what did you think of the, the siege on raw last night and, and just the sense or lack of sense that it made? Initially, it was it was a really cool shot to see them all coming down the shield entrance and doing all that. But then it just instantly turned into like they went from last year being the underdogs to this year being the Manson family. It was really strange with no explanation. And now you kind of have to look at the SmackDown roster as the heels because there was no real incentive to go and do this in the way that 
Kurt reacted and everything, it was just, okay, so now it's good team versus bad team. And I'm, I don't know, I just look at Shane now during this entire segment and then with Sammy coming out and then in my head trying to rewire, okay, Shane is the good guy again in this situation, yet after last night, how are we supposed to accept that? It's just, mm. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there was a moment last year during this build that encapsulates everything I thought about that, and that was when, during a women's match, there was like a four-on-one beatdown by the Raw women, and Bailey joined in on it, yeah. and when she still had all that goodwill as a babyface, and I'm like, oh, look, an entire roster of Baileys coming down here to ruin everything good about them. Yeah, that was, that was rough. Sami Zayn comes out does this sarcastic dancing. It is the at its peak here as he dances in Shane's face. <laughs> to me, I thought it I think that the introduction of money in wrestling would go a long way in this. Hey, Vince McMahon made us give you AJ Styles. I didn't want to. And uh as a result, maybe say that it, it affected things for SmackDown. It affected the rest of the people's money because AJ is a marquee player. They never do that, though. Vince McMahon really loves for his wrestlers to be portrayed as above worrying about money, which kind of takes a lot of the steam out of professional fighting or guys pretending to be professional fighters. That's why when when William Regal, I did a little news report video on this today, he, he talked about the the wrestlers who complain about having cold matches, and he pointed at Styles versus Balor as an example, and I was like, not exactly the same thing. They have a lot of history, albeit not together. They they are over. They they have that. You can't just like two guys in WWE can't go out and say, "Well, we're we're battling to see who gets to eat tonight," because Vince McMahon won't let them say that. Like that, it just won't happen. Jeff, anything to that? I mean, going to the pay window was a thing back in the day. Yeah, and, you know, it speaks to kind of the framing of this show in a lot of these matches is that everybody is so in love with working with WWE that everything becomes about the office politics within. I mean, this is, this is basically, this is basically the accounting department and human resources department having, having beef with one another. And, yeah. and you're fighting who gets to captain a team that's going to be full of people who are, the people that are going to be on the team. It's not like Alicia Fox is going to pick a team of random stuff, which was one of my better tweets tonight. You know, you know, like I expected Dolph Ziggler to unleash a looks like somebody's got a case of the Mondays line. Yeah. And, and it, 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 it's one of those things where everything revolves around this world that they've built for themselves. And it, it, uh, you know, I, I agree, but then again, I also want more heat in promos, and I want you know to believe that people don't like each other. So we don't get any of that. Everybody works for this company. Everybody's happy to work for this company, and everybody's happy to represent the brands that they're on. Anna, can you give me a solid twenty seconds about Shane McMahon's breathing pattern? <laughs> uh, not really. Something else. Focus. <laughs> I'm gonna set our team. For SmackDown. <laughs> I was like, bro, what are you doing? Maybe he's just passionate. I, I don't know. I was more hung up on the fact that he was trying to blame Sammy for, okay, yeah, he pulled Kevin Owens out of the way to save him. But no one forced you to climb up that high, Shane. No one forced you to, to jump. <laughs> That's on you. Yeah, he is as much of a face as Rusev as a heel in this situation. It's ridiculous. I... I love that line making absolutely no sense that, wow, if you think Kevin Owens got hurt, what do you think that fall did to me? Yeah. (laughs) You're the the dumbass who climbed up there, you fool. I think we have a new shirt. In addition to you have opinionated wrongfully, I think, you mean my actions have consequences? Is the new shirt. Everyone in the world needs to get that shirt. Sammy says that he and KO have molded over and they will join Team SmackDown. But Shane reveals he'll have to beat Randy Orton for a spot on the team. Zayn is a really fun heel. I'm liking him more and more. I questioned how it would work because he was so wholesome and so likable as a babyface. But he's knocking out of the park, Anna. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm 
beyond happy with this. It's just I want a, a toy, wind-up toy version of a skanking Sammy just to go around my desk. This is <laughs> Christmas this year. Sammy invading personal space of Shane McMahon doing the dancing is everything to me. And the fact that guys are corpsing being in the ring with him because he's so damn entertaining is just one of those things that I enjoy watching. He is great at this role. He's, he's phenomenal at it. Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin defeated New Day. Usos were on commentary, and they were fantastic, especially in pronunciating uh, – or pronouncing – pronunciating. <laughs> uh, Shelton Benjamin's name. There was a high point in this match, and it's where Big E reached deep into his, well, I guess a big D, and grabbed bootios and dumped them on Kofi's face to revive him. <laughs> Jeff? <laughs> well, I have some cinnamon life or cinnamon toast crunch in my pants if you want some. It, it just, I, 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 I bought know. a box of cinnamon toast crunch <laughs> last week. <laughs> I, I, that popped me. I, I wasn't as big on the Usos on commentary. I, I thought they had their moments, but it was just, they were running bits in the ground. It was kind of like they couldn't tell whether they wanted to focus on the match or on the. That's on, all right. On, You're wrong a lot this week. On, all right. Fine. <laughs> now just go ahead. Uh, talk to Anna. Anna, they re-showed one of the worst segments of the year. Yeah. In that backstage Shelton and Gable thing. Like, I'm sitting here and I'm wondering, I'm like, are you trying to get these guys over? Or are you trying to kill them in the, like it, it I don't know. Do you, do you think maybe they're just trying to establish Gable and Benjamin as the assholes here? I think so. And I think that they have absolutely no idea how it actually came across last week. Um, I will say, give a shout out to the Usos for bringing up that Gable went straight after Jordan last night. And I think that's enough to get anyone over as a bad guy. Um, also, shout out to whichever one of them after Cole said the Jolly Rancher keep on sucking line. You just heard one of them in the background going, what? That <laughs> just sums it up, really. It's been a thing for years, but it's, it's just now crossing it's over into WWE, I guess. I've seen that weird. on WWE commercials for years, though. It's just weird. Um and then, yeah, there's also the line, we've already beat American Alpha before. Yeah. <laughs> they call them the sequel. Mm. There's a lot of really good offense in this match. There was this Kofi Shelton monkey flip spot where both of them landed on their feet. Xavier Woods' drop kick up against the ropes. Gable hit a rolling kick, which I haven't seen in a while, out of nowhere. Uh, American Alpha 2 with a hip toss into a neck breaker. This is a rare WWE, like, SmackDown Raw tag team match that isn't paint by numbers there was it wasn't formulaic it was just a lot of back and forth Benjamin kicks Woods in the back of the head to help Gable get the win but they played up as a big cheating thing but in the grand scope of things Jeff I'm like whatever it's not that bad it's not bad but it's a bit confusing um because are they doing a thing where Gable and Gable's a face and Benjamin's a heel here that's what I'm wondering because the Usos are, are probably going to be – or have they turned the Usos? That's my question. Have they, yeah, they, have they, they have we got a double turn here? If they're doing that, they should have awkwardly had Chad Gable shake one of the Usos' hands while Shelton didn't and the other one, and they all just stand around like, ah, wrong page. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying. It's a, little bit, it's a little bit frustrating to know kind of, you know, how we're supposed to feel about the Usos versus how we're supposed to feel about Gable and Jordan. Sure. Yeah, I mean, Gable and it seemed like they went out of their way to be baby faces tonight on commentary, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I still respect all these guys, Anna. Yeah, well, with the promo last week as well with New Day, well, whenever it was, um, they've definitely done something. I don't think that it's a split in Gable Benjamin. I think it's just straight up. I mean, how can you confuse the shit that was coming out of Gable's mouth as being healed? That's true. Like. I I would love a babyface and a heel duo that got along, like the old Sting and Luger at times. Like I thought that was really great, and Sting would like sometimes like be apologetic about Luger being a douchebag, and it, I I love that dynamic. I thought it was really good. 
Uh, Benjamin gets the win, but uh, the Budios stole that match. Also, <laughs> my, I noted that Sheldon's knees and kicks kind of little little rough at times. Like these guys are probably feeling them. Backstage, six of the women from SmackDown are hanging out. Carmella is looking for Ellsworth. He's not on his chain. And I put in my notes, I hope Brizongo are the search team. It ended up being much better than that. So Daniel Bryan <laughs> books a fatal five-way match. And Lana's like, oh, no, there are six of us. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know there are. You're not in the match. Uh, the five others will compete to become uh, captain of the Survivor Series team. We'll lead that right into Fashion Dogs. Now, I just want to start by saying Reservoir Dogs, also an overrated piece of shit. Brizongo and the Ascension caught Ellsworth and are asking about the briefcase. Connor is back there drinking gas. Now, Jeff, this is about a decade after Connor failed a wellness test. You can't <laughs> say that he's not on the gas. Mm, no. Well played. But you're wrong about Reservoir Dogs. It's a great film. I don't nah, care. it was it was it was duty. Uh Carmella shows up. I love that she jumped into this as well because I didn't expect that. I just thought she would kind of have nothing to do with it. And I'm- they open up her briefcase and they find Ellsworth's uh underpants. His, Soiled underpants. His duty britches. Anna. I'm, to- I'm torn. Hold on. Before you, before you go, I'm torn on the line, and you two can talk about this in a second. I'm torn on the line. I'm not part of your stupid sketch. I, I like it, but at the I same time, I, I, I like it, but at the same time, it's calling out just how dumb all this is. So I, I, I don't it. know. I I, 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 I referred I, to that before, though. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, come on now. Uh, Ascension knows that Blood and Brothers are behind everything. Anna, do you. What kind of integration do you see Ascension having in Brizongo Bludgeon Brothers? Because that's obviously what we're getting. And it's funny because it was like it was suspected on this very show so long ago that it was Harper and Rowan that after so long we were like, ah, oh, well, to hell with that. It ain't going to be them anymore. I put it in the last most ridiculous that that was, yeah. that was a thing. Was that, um, that was like in August or July? Yeah, yeah, it was the SummerSlam. I was all for it until they started with the Bludgeon Brothers thing. And now it's just they're setting them up to fail with this gimmick straight away by putting them with Brizango because it's just if you're trying to set up the Bludgeon Brothers as these serious, you know, destruction gods kind of thing, you just can't put them with Brizango with a comedy team. It's just like choose what you want them to be. Um, but hey, the B and brothers are silent, so maybe that's the key to all of this. Jeff, were there any Easter eggs here that perhaps I missed because I think that that movie sucked? <laughs> no, because I didn't. I didn't care for this one this week. I don't think it went hard enough into it, really. But it, I mean. You're you're allowed a mulligan, and this is it. I love the idea of the Bludgeon Brothers. I don't know how I like them in execution. Anna, what do you think their giant hammers are going to be made out of? And how do you like? Do you think they're going to be baby faces? Do you think they're going to be heels? They're, they could sell a lot of those. Like they should ones. do this correctly, and it's it's serious and can do a lot of damage. But I'm picturing ones that you get at the carnival that are blow up and make a noise when you hit them. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, like, I just, when they were feuding months ago, I thought to myself, this is such an easy story to tell, them reuniting. Like, mm-hmm. they beat the crap out of each other in a 10-minute, like, hardcore match. They embrace afterwards because they're crazy. That's what they do. They're like, okay, that was fun. Let's team up again. And I'm pretty sure most everybody would have just been like, okay, that's fine. Jeff, have you jumped on board the bludgeon train yet? No. <laughs> I'm gonna wait to. See, I'm gonna wait to see. Uh, I'm gonna wait to see what they do with them. You know, maybe they debut them with a 15 minute back and forth against the Colognes. Really, really establish cool. that they can put on a good match. Get people behind them. Neato. 
have have you go crazy over the 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 great output over it as opposed to it's making a great match, then I probably will. <laughs> I'm sorry, Anna. The boys are fighting. <laughs> Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon are discussing the siege backstage on Raw. Daniel Bryan didn't know what was happening, and he was not happy about it. Anna, did you think this was going to be the direction they took with it, or did you think that maybe Daniel Bryan was going to have something to do with it? There, there were angles that they could take, but um, what did you think? I'm glad that they went – this direction with it. They could have easily gone with Daniel Bryan was in on it, but I think that's kind of counter to the character that they presented the last few months. It's going to be interesting to see if they actually do anything, like what his involvement is going to be in this feud, especially if they go ahead with Angle versus Shane. Um, I just bet that Daniel Bryan is chomping at the bit to get involved in this and in the ring and who knows maybe he'll turn up and destroy them all once he's finally cleared in I, his think, I think they should have played it up i think they should have played up that that was part of the disdain for raw is that daniel bryan has been trying to get cleared and he can't and just at the drop of a hat like oh your your guys were irresponsible and drank a bunch of orange juice after each other and now everybody's got the goddamn mumps and all and now kurt angle can wrestle like, what, what the hell's up with that? Like, yeah, but this is the thing with WWE. Up. They sometimes use real-life stuff in their stories, and it works really well when they do it. But they just it's like with the money thing. For some reason, they're scared to integrate any of that kind of stuff. And it's just bizarre because we, we know what's going on backstage. We know it mm-hmm. never, well, yeah, never walked out. We know about the sickness and everything like that. So I don't know why they still decide to keep those two those things separate when it's just like this would make for a much better story if you just did it. If if Shane McMahon dropped the line that your guys are getting sick, your guys are walking off the show, and you had to come get one of my guys, like just just something, just add a little something. Maybe they will. I don't know. But Jeff, did this segment uh, add anything to you? I know you you mentioned it a little bit earlier. Oh, it it it, it absolutely saved this entire program. Because it 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 gave some sort of logic to it, which which I loved. I I'm interested in what they're doing with Daniel Bryan here as a player because I could see him losing faith in Shane McMahon's type of you know blinders on in terms of hatred for Raw, and somehow ending up on Raw. Maybe I don't know, but I, I could see this at least turning into a schism between Daniel Bryan and Shane. And I really, I really don't want one heel and one face as management. I'm hoping that's not the direction, but it feels like it is. I don't want any heels as management right. anymore. It's played out. It needs to take a good like five year break. I'm just it's. It was the thing for so long, John Laurinaitis and Vicky Guerrero and the authority and Brad Maddox and just Vince even like over and over and over and over again. I don't want it. I don't need it. Corporate Kane, like everybody, they did it to death. And uh, I'm not saying the show is great every week, but it goes a little bit smoother when they don't have a person on the show who is storyline acting opposed to the best interest of the show they're supposed to be running so yeah it's it's nice you need management that you like and also you just need them to be non-player characters and just have them keep be there for flow rather than for actual angles in my opinion be competent Dolph Ziggler cuts a promo backstage Rude shows up they reference being on the same side last night they're gonna (laughs) have a two out of three falls match next week and uh, it's going to be a qualifying match. I love that they added stakes to this. Jeff, I I would think that Bobby Roode's going to win this match. What do you think about them booking this and the, the added stakes? You know why they did that whole – that they did a lot of the explanation about being on the same team, right? Did you see that today? Wade Keller got involved, and Dolph and, – and I think it was Joey Ryan just absolutely ex- excoriated Wade Keller on this whole thing. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I you know what I they do fine matches the stakes are fine I don't you know what does it solve if Bobby Roode wins it though that that's you know are we going to actually move on or are we just going to continue going back and forth that's the thing I'm I'm wondering I 
I don't mind these two all that much. I, I just didn't like the segment all that much. I like them in the ring together, though. Anna? Yeah, I'm glad that they added a reason to have this match. It's just that's as much of an explanation as we've had pretty much for this entire feud. Um, it's just not based on a lot, and props to Renee for acting interested for that entire segment because I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I, as I look at Joey Ryan's tweets, he referenced Batman versus Superman, All-Star Games, things like that. Like, it, it does happen. Now, granted, they're not beating the crap out of each other at, at the All-Star Games and things like that. But, yeah, I'm, I don't think it's a completely out of reach. I just think there needs to be a solid explanation other than we have the same shirts. <laughs> But that's a problem like, that that runs for that entire roster doing that run in, not just mm-hmm. these guys. And that's that goes back to as well as having a neutral or at least a likable commissioner or general manager that's on the side of the roster, because as it currently stands, it's like, well, why would all of them jump on board? Like they must have just drank a lot of Kool Aid. That's the only real explanation for this. And if they go with that, then cool, but they aren't. And it's just kind of random. Oh, I hope not, because they kind of did that for the uh, invasion angle of uh, when WCW and ECW. Oh, they're drinking Paul Heyman's Kool-Aid. He's it was Kool-Aid. hilarious. No, man. I mean, like, literally drinking Kool-Aid. That's, <laughs> that's what I want. I just want to say it was hilarious to hear. It's always hilarious to hear Booker T. He's phenomenal. I, I really enjoy him on, on commentary. Oh, you're so wrong. I love him. <laughs> Corey Graves couldn't keep it couldn't keep it together last night because for whatever reason, like I don't and I don't think it's a directive. I need to find out. But Booker T hates Kurt Angle and Jason Jordan. Like he's he so hates good. them. And when Jason Jordan charged the barricade last night and got hit with a guitar, he's like, "That's what he deserves." <laughs> he was doing illegal tactics. And Corey Graves is like, he was running at ringside. <laughs> like he didn't do anything. Like Corey Graves couldn't keep it together. But my favorite was Booker T, who was a part of the WCW invasion, part of the invasion on ECW One Night Stand, part of several interpromotional matchups, acted like this was the first time he had ever seen an invasion ever happen. <laughs> it was magnificent. Jeff. You are objectively wrong. <laughs> I have opinionated wrongfully. My favorite, my favorite part of, of any angle in Corey Graves' interaction was when Graves looks at him and goes, oh, so Stevie Ray should take credit for everything your team did, and Booker just had no comeback whatsoever. Booker T's got a, or Stevie Ray's got a nice podcast going right now. Do you ever see that stuff? No. He's got a nice one. I, I, I assign uh, stories I like to my – so, What is it? Yeah. I say I like him personally, so I'll, I'll have to seek that out. Yeah, uh, I assign stories from it. Like occasionally, Title Match Wrestling will put out like little clips and stuff, and I'll assign them to my guys to transcribe and run his stories. Really, really good stuff out of out of Stevie Ray. Like he's not like deluded or anything about his talent level or what he got, what he didn't get. I would. That's a definitely one I recommend. It's such a weird broadcasting dynamic though, because it's like Corey and Michael have, you know, we have the storylines. We know what we're going to say. We're on the same page. And then you bring in Booker as if he hasn't watched any of the product. And he just says whatever comes to his mind at that time based on who he personally likes and hates. And he's just trying to be entertaining. And the other two are just like, okay, we have to respond to this somehow. And it can either spiral out of control or it can be very amusing. It's 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 feast or famine for me for Booker, but you know I love okay. that though. Given the yeah. controlling nature behind the scenes at Raw in particular, like, this is just a bright little spark that could go either way, but it's entertaining as hell no matter what. When it's entertaining, it's very entertaining. It could have been Otunga. Don't get me wrong. When it's entertaining, it's very entertaining. When it starts to get a little bit where Booker wants to win the argument, it starts to distract from the from the match, and it starts to to kind of devolve into getting into one upsmanship, and it's 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 not good. So I usually bad. despise those people that are like, "LOL, I love chaos," but as it pertains to to a WWE announce booth, all for it, all for it. It needs it. 
WDB apparently remembered that Sinkara was on the roster. He <laughs> can get like some videos here and there, and he beat Baron Corbin again via DQ. Corbin is becoming a really good brawler, really liking that. Sinkara doesn't do anything like too spectacular, but his offense that he hits is just fine. He gets his ass kicked real proper, and Corbin gets DQ'd. End of days outside the ring. Uh, Anna, where do you see this going? Oh, continuing on, I'm sure. But they're not going to give it to Sinkara. They're just not. Do you think they'll uh, go through with a Miz, Baron Corbin match at Survivor Series? You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I kind of hope they do, to be honest. Miz would be a huge baby face. Yeah, I think they would work really well off each other. They both have the mouths for it. Um... I think the in-ring as well, it's it's two different styles, but I think it could work really well together. This match was fine. I just felt like there was a lot of Corbin waiting around for Sin Cara to do his stuff. Yeah. Um, and Sin Cara did those two suicide dives, and that definitely did more damage to him than Corbin. Uh, but at least we got to see an end of days, and I kind of felt like, you know, fine for a DQ finish, but it didn't really feel like enough to warrant the – bell ringing considering all the other stuff that we see from other matches yeah it's true yeah it was a bit randy orton slammed a guy on the announce table yeah yeah if i'm in a wwe agent i'm telling people to stop doing suicide dives so often and i'm telling naomi to stop throwing those those ugly ass kicks uh jeff anything that you want to add to this situation this little Uh, tv program number one rusev won this match with the tweet maybe corbin can start wrestling in a hat I, I liked that. That was kind of savage. Um, I I don't. Uh, <laughs> he said I, that he said that grumpy Rusev hacked his account. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I I think it kind of proves the the theorem that you can't just heat up a guy after you've killed him for so long. And and Sin Cara is just a guy that the crowd, this Milwaukee crowd, was chanting one more time for the end of days on the outside. <laughs> Cool that's pro- that's problematic yeah. to me. It, it, it's a cool move, but you're not supposed to do that as a crowd. I'm sorry. It's it, it, it's it's because we don't give a crap about Sin Cara. So no. I, 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 far too often throughout the runs of Sin Cara, Sin Cara hasn't cared enough about Sin Cara, and that's been the problem. So okay. I mean, it's how do how are we supposed to? His highlight is literally going through a ladder at ringside. Like, that's my my standout memory of Sin Cara, and I can't even remember which one it was. I think it was the other one. There you go. AJ Styles defeated Sunil Singh. Jinder Mahal cuts a promo saying exactly what you think it would. I, his entrance is growing on me, though. I really like it. He gets ejected with the quickness. So, Jeff. Hmm. Dozens of Mahal matches, and the Singh brothers haven't been ejected yet. One sing match and Jinder Mahal is ejected. Yeah, make sense of this for me, can you? Well, they wanted to, you know, clear out, uh, clear out any interference so AJ could get the clean win. This is a uh, this is kind of how Asuka should have been debuted. Cool. <laughs> no, I I don't know. There's no there's no rhyme or reason to any of this. For for God's sake, it's it, it it's just what they do. I, I I don't understand the framing of this entire thing. 
I want to put over Sunil Singh for getting the little things like he's great. When, when you're in there to get crushed and you bump off of a guy's like first strike that he throws, it's it's that. Like a lot of people, I remember Road Dog saying in an interview, people would always put over his punch. He says, "Well, that's because I asked people to bump off of it, and if they wouldn't do it, I didn't throw it." So, I mean, if you protect it like that, then it it goes a long way, and he did that. Calf crusher, victory. Jinder Mahal is mad backstage and books the other Singh brother against Styles next week. Anna, do you think he will do any better? No, no. (laughs) Those guys deserve at least a slammy at the end of the year for the effort that they're putting into this. They are for a very quickly sinking ship that is Jinder Mayhall. They are the <laughs> two lifeboats that are trying to keep everything going. Uh, and it just, with the ref thing, it, I screamed at the TV, like where the hell has this guy been for the past few months? And it makes all the other refs, even if he was a ref in the past that let it slide, but it makes all the other refs look like dumbasses for not jumping on this straight away. Um, and I just want to give a shout out to Paul Heyman's promo last night because that was on the money and made my heart sing. Did uh, did did he tell the other Sing brother to shut up at the end of that thing, or was that just a word I did hear in context correctly? I must have missed it if he did, but okay. Uh... <laughs> so uh, up next, Becky Lynch defeated Carmella, Tamina, Charlotte, Naomi. Having Michael Cole in commentary means that we hear, it's glow time. It's a real son of a bitch thing to say. Natalia joins to gloat before the match. Uh, I will say this. I don't know that Tamina has ever looked better in the ring than in this match, and they hide her in multi-person matches an awful lot, but uh, she didn't mess up anything. That's good. Naomi's kicks suck. Charlotte hits the saddest fallaway slam ever on Tamina. And then Becky follows with what I considered the most anticlimactic forearm off of the apron ever. I was like, what's she going to do? What's she going to do? Oh. But then Naomi like flies over the top rope. It's a really nice slingshot uh, body press. Charlotte slings her into the barricade. Naomi takes a really disgusting bump into the ring post. Like She went the extra mile to just dive her entire face, shoulder, and body into the, the ring post. Carmella hits about the 74th super kick of the match. Becky wins with a disarm her on Carmella. I like this match. I thought it was pretty good. There were there were some rough spots and stuff, but when you've got that many people in one match, that, that's going to happen. Anna, what do you think about the match, and how prestigious is it to be the SmackDown captain for Survivor Series? Mm, like. What does that even mean? Um, okay, Becky did deserve the spot given the gusto in which she invaded and attacked the Royal Roster last night. Um, but this match, I don't know if I missed a bunch of it because of the ad break. It came back to Tamina just like falling on Carmella at ringside. But it seemed pretty messy. And maybe it was, I don't know, it, it was just... Too much chaos without a lot of through line for me anyway. And it's just another case, okay, cool, we actually have a reason to have all the women in the ring again, but not again because this is the first time we actually have a reason that all the women are competing in the ring. But it's the same match that we get pretty much every single week. I don't know. I'm saying the same shit as every single week now because they do the same stuff every week. Good on Becky. That's cool. Jeff, do we see Charlotte beat Natalia for this title before Survivor Series? Yes. I think so, too. I think that Charlotte, Alexa Bliss, makes too much sense to not do. It's also in the advertising. It's <laughs> the video thing. When they were showing like the, the different people who'd be going up against each other, it's Charlotte and, and Alexa, I believe, were, were the ones that were hyped. So I think she wins before that. Um Completely 100% agree with Anna's point about Becky Lynch and the gusto. She she always shows the most energy being phony bravado in these fights, both here and uh, and during the Mae Young Classic when they were doing that entire horsewomen's <laughs> thing. Um, 
And, and as Anna reminded me on Twitter, um, Natty is a heart, apparently. I was not what? aware of that. Yeah, She's the best heart, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think much of these multi-women clusters because they've done them so much that I don't care about them anymore. I agree. They've done this all summer, like almost as far back mm-hmm. as spring, trying to mm-hmm. keep everybody relevant on the show. And well, but some good stories. Maybe it's a good thing because then if one of them faces Asuka and lasts longer than four minutes, Jeff won't cry about it. Well, that's not the point. Tamina, I, I have no problems with Tamina like you who just go around trashing her all the time. Um, She's not good. She's not a good wrestler. And I think, well, I, th- I think we're getting Tamina on one side and I on another for a stare down yeah. eventually. Oh, boy. We sure are. <laughs> Could you imagine the bumps that will not be taken in that yes. face-off? Oh, one foot on the ground, one foot clear up in the air, back flat. That's how that bump's going for either one of them. Randy Orton defeated Sami Zayn. Sami lands some really stiff strikes to which Orton replies with a really, really loud one. Um that Corey Graves seemed to rather enjoy. Orton plays uh, the hits until he throws Zane into the announcing table, and there's a quote, very few things are off limit when Randy Orton is involved. We've learned that over the years. To which I thought, have we ever? Like, nothing is off limits for Randy Orton, except for talk, like talking to the crowd. That's, that's the one thing he like, gets called out for backstage nowadays. You had to know that Orton was not taking that corner exploder suplex, Jeff. Mm. Like, but then he turned it around and just heaved Zayn over his head for his own. I like that. I thought Sammy's selling in this match was amazing. It was great. The selling heel stuff where he's kind of being exaggerated with every punch was great. Uh, kudos to the production team who always seemed to do this well once every so often in terms of in terms of getting those little moments the moment where sammy's playfully chopping and and just and just kind of egging randy on and randy gets that kind of small smile on his face the tight shot on that was fantastic i thought um i i enjoyed this match i thought i thought randy came to came to play and and i think uh i think both of them beat the crap out of each other which i always enjoy I love this match. I thought it was really good. Zane busts out the torpedo DDT. Uh, I'm always a big fan of that. Owens tries to interfere. The ref turns around, and Orton punches Sami Zayn right in the nuts. RKO win. Good stuff. Uh, Anna, any thoughts on this match and Orton being added to Team Survivor Series? I love this match. I thought it was a lot of fun and they had some awesome looking moves in there. Sammy doing the moonsault from the barricade and then Auden blocking the moonsault from the announce table and just smashing him, which makes sense given Auden's dislike for diving. Um, and it also, this is the second week in a row that Auden had, he looked like he had fun and it was a good match and he was enjoyable to watch. And it just, I don't know what's going on for the guy, but it seems like that's been missing for the past few months. And so it's great to see that it's finally back. Um, very interested to see how it plays out with Sammy and especially if KO, I probably won't get onto the SmackDown team given who he's up against, but I would love it if they just either defected to raw or came up with their own little division for survivor series. It would be awesome. if It was team raw team SmackDown live team best friend Canadian destroyers and then just team Braun by himself. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. Wish we could get a five on five, like a cruiserweight battle. That way we could throw the sings on a, I want the sings. Team NXT team UK division. I'd be for that. There's, yeah. There's a lot of stuff they could do. Well, I think NXT a big enough show the night before that one's going to be huge. That might be show of the year. In my opinion, that mat or that show has some really good looking stuff on it. So Jeff, you mentioned that you think that Charlotte is beating Natalia for this title. Mm-hmm. Does Natalia then go to Team Survivor Series? Mm-hmm. Yes. Unless what I put, would do, unless they put Lana on. Well, what I would do, your boy, page is cleared. 
She's good to go. Have Natalia say, well, now I want to be on the team. I want to be the captain. And Daniel Bryan's like, no, we got some reimbursement for AJ Styles' appearance on WWE TLC. Just bring Paige over. She's good to go. She wants to wrestle real bad. Now, here's the thing. I don't know how she's going to look. I don't know how she's going to do. Not a lot of experience with uh, women's wrestlers in their early 20s coming off of neck surgery. So we don't know how like how she can perform at this stage. But I think putting her in that kind of match is a nice way to dip your toes in the water. And if it doesn't work out, it's not so important that you can't just not bring her back. I... I like the idea. I just think she might end up on the Raw team. Of course you do. I'm full of great ideas, and I'm usually right. Anna, is there anything else you're looking at? What what (laughs) else do you see getting added to this Survivor Series show? I think there's still a lot of gaps to fill in. And, I mean, even setting up Angle announcing his team last night to be stopped, that also makes me think, well, Sammy and KO could possibly defect because nothing has actually been announced yet. And as Cole kept reiterating through a couple of the matches, especially the tag team match, oh, but Usos, you might not actually be facing, um, you might not actually be the ones facing Shield, which I hope they fucking are. But there is a lot of changes that could still be made and some matches that the changes should definitely happen. Um but I think it's too early to say. There's still a lot to a lot to get through. Jeff, the stage is yours. Talk about Oscar. Really? Okay. Um, <laughs> look, I don't. You and Rob are in the minority here on this debut. What's wrong with being a minority? <laughs> There's something wrong with that. Jeff, I'm giving that one time to breathe. You can attack uh, me <laughs> for that reason. I'm, I'm just. Is that, is that what you do? I just think you need to make a better impression after. God, I'm trying to move on to this, and I, uh, it, it's just going to anger me if I do. Go ahead. You, you, you do these vignettes, and you go. This person is special. She means something. You talk her up on the commentary. This person is special. She means something. You bring her out there for a debut, and she has a good match. No, that doesn't get people excited to see her again. That's not star-making, if that's your point. If it's not, that's fine. Then don't talk her up as being a killer. Don't talk her up on commentary. Oh, Booker, this is the woman with the best strikes on the roster, male or female. And then she throws no strikes until two-thirds of the way through the match. I agree with that. You know, you, you, with that. I, all she had to do was Alistair Black Dana, and she would have been huge in her debut. Well, and then you have enough confidence in Dana to put her in there with Asuka in her first match. She only has to be in there th- for, for two minutes. Don't think they it's, have the confidence in her anymore. That's fine. Okay, there's there are people you can beat, local competitors you can beat. They can do the Nia Jax build, for God's sakes, because they had Nia beaten – local indie workers. No, if, if they do that. a SmackDown versus Raw relay race, Dana Brooks making it on that team. Like she's on oh, that sure. team. I just I, I think they're making some of the mistakes that they made similar to, to Bailey in terms of, well, you know, I, I don't think good matches get you over until people care about your matches or care about you. And I think they need to make you care about Asuka first because NXT, the percentage of people who watch that compared to the main roster there's a vast chasm in there. Okay, oh, yeah. they don't know this. They have to reestablish her as a star of some variety. I don't think this did it. I don't think eking out a win against the number seven woman on your Raw roster is necessarily the way to do that. They may drop the ball on her completely. I don't have the confidence that they won't, but I don't think this is that bad. I mean, I had a lot of people saying that the vignettes that they aired portrayed her to be dominant. Like what? What are they going to do? Show like Nikki Cross putting her like working Oscar's leg over in an Oscar vignette? No. Like it's it's a bunch of highlights of that person kicking everybody's ass. It's not like 
oh, remember the time that, that Peyton Royce kicked her in the face? No, they don't highlight that. She, no, she's but a- they did more than that. They did more than just highlight her strong points. They did build her up in those vignettes as being this dominant force that no one can beat. And she does have the, the prestige won. behind her of that. She she has the streak, and she didn't lose the title. The fact that um, she won doesn't matter, Sean. It's how you win. She went 15 minutes with Emma on TakeOver. She never goes like less than eight or nine on TakeOver. Like I think was... Jeff brought up a good point in that there are a lot of people that don't watch NXT that don't know who and what she, you know who she is and what she can do. And I think you know I didn't have an issue with the pay per view match. I was also coming at it from this woman is very special. They better not screw this up. And so I wasn't as worried about how they did that and the length and all that kind of stuff. But the rematch I think was completely unnecessary and that's when they should have brought in the squash and that's when they should have started, started that proper build. But now it just, it's, I, yeah, once again, the rematch, the rematch made it, the rematch made the mistakes worse because the rematch on commentary, as opposed to the first day's commentary where it was, Oh, she's dominant. Oh, Booker, you have to see her. Oh, this, and then it just turned into something that she likes to be entertaining, which is the death knell for anybody. That's second event, night was all about deal right there. Oh yeah, I know. Oh, I know. But second night was even worse because they were putting over Emma and Oscar's showcase match. Oh, look how look how well Emma's taking care of Oscar. Look look how well she's doing against her. I'm like they, they should have. I mean, if if no. they're going to portray Oscar as special, shouldn't it be special? That Emma lasted that long against her? And that if all you're talking about is how special Emma is about lasting that long. Yeah, and not if the majority of the audience don't understand why they're well, doing she that. Beat, she beat Emma in four minutes on Raw. That's like as long as Cameron lasted against Asuka. Okay, but that. there were other matches in NXT where Asuka destroyed people before getting to the big matches. She destroyed Like, like Liv Morgan and like Aaliyah and stuff. They've, they've put a little bit into Emma leading up to this. They had her win a five-way. They had her in the title match. She beat Mickey James, who's now contending for the title. Like, they put a little bit in her. She didn't get pinned in the tag match. Like, they, they've – like, it, people act like she's out there losing every single week. Will she from here on out? Probably. But at least leading up to this, it wasn't like that she – it wasn't like she was losing – Every single match, every single week, she was winning matches at least semi-regularly, as regularly as as a heel halfway down the card is going to be. Well, she lost a match like what three or four weeks ago on Raw. Sure. So I, I don't, I, I don't think that a good match is what gets you into that aura of I want to see this person again on your first debut, unless that match has stakes like a title match or a takeover like the Mickey James thing did for her career in order to get her back on the main roster. I, I think she needed something strong to that kind of that wow factor. This, this is entertainment. This part's entertainment, not wrestling. You're trying to build someone, a personality that you want to see again. I didn't want to see Asuka again after these, after struggling with Emma twice and basically eking out a win both times. I, I don't think that does a lot for Asuka's aura on this roster, to be honest with you. And and in, into your same vein, I can't understand your rationalizing of the Finn Balor loss last night after he I don't beat care about Finn Balor. AJ Styles. I just thought that was a waste of a win on Sunday. So but Sure, it was a waste of a win. It was a good match. I, I just don't care about Finn Balor. You're asking okay. the wrong guy about Finn Balor. He's never no, done that's it fine. for me. I mean, I get it. Some people like him. He he can be over. I, I don't like their their method of like, okay, we're gonna go all in on Braun, maybe. So let's get this guy over for it's. Yeah. It is weird. It's counterproductive booking. I mean, the thing is, I just I don't mind. I think that Finn Balor is gonna be just as over next week as he was last week. Uh, but it's, it's not the- like I'm like, yeah, great idea. I just. I don't care about Finn Balor. Just, just to double back on the Oscar thing, I, I, a lot of my concern is because I thought Bailey as a character was surefire. All you had to do was book too. her like Cena, I did too. and she would have been, and she, and this could have been really expansive. Oscar's one of those talents that that has been built so strong on NXT. All you need to do is use that same kind of 
game plan. And this just wasn't it to me. It, it's, you know, I don't, I don't want to buy into conspiracy theories about NXT and the main roster, but it's almost as if they don't even watch that product to know what makes these people any good. Yeah. And somebody say, come on, people, Finn Balor wrestles like a cruiserweight. Finn Balor does not wrestle like a cruiserweight. He does a tope con hilo, and that's about it. He may be the coup de gras. Other than that, he wrestles very little like a cruiserweight. But I will say, in the ring, he's been on a roll. I like the match with Kane. Like I said, I'm not like gung ho, and that's a great idea. I don't think it's a great idea. I just I'm not emotionally invested in in a Finn Balor. Anna, anything else to add to this crazy ass week? Crazy ass week. Also, I want to thank both of you for not being passed out drunk and then insisting to still do the show. That that means a lot to me. I've only done that once. Kidding. It's usually the other co-host, right, Rob? (laughs) (laughs) Um, To answer your question and quickly move on from that, um, just on the the Bala thing, it can be looked at in two ways in my mind. They're obviously – they want to keep Kane strong to put him with Braun. So Braun is obviously at the top of this food chain. And then you can either look at it as, well, Kane beat – this guy who hasn't wrestled in a while, who's 50, and this is not his primary thing anymore, beat Finn Balor, who beat AJ Styles. So then that means in terms of the food chain, you just lost stock in AJ. Or you can look at it as the demon Finn Balor beat AJ. Therefore, it's not just Finn Balor who, you know, regular average Joe Finn Balor lost to Kane. Then you lose stock in Finn Balor saying, well, he can only get the job done when he's the demon. Which I expect Bray Wyatt to say. Yeah, probably. But either way, it's just kind of like, I I understand why you want to do this for Kane, but there has to be a better way to do this than just destroy your regular talent. I mean, once again, it goes back to the part-time thing, but also the dude's 50. He doesn't wrestle that much anymore. Nobody in the world expects him to beat Braun Strowman. Nobody. So I don't think that a Finn Balor should be sacrificed, which I don't think he's sacrificed, but he was thrown out there to, to lose because of that. I, I don't. Um, I don't. Also, I failed to mention, New Day, they found raw fruit backstage on SmackDown <laughs> and threw it in the trash can. Now, Jeff, I see you rubbing your eyes, but... I think shots fired. I believe that was Jason Jordan's fruit. It was his produce. No, Jason Jordan threw vegetables. It was a salad he threw. He had a banana, too. (laughs) Oh, that's right. He did. Yeah. That was a little on the nose for the humor, huh? Yeah. Anna, what would you think of this? I wouldn't be surprised if Big Big E just took a few of those home and put them down his pants and his little crush pocket and saved them them all over Kofi tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's their, that's their magic their magic juice. Oh, God. Let's move on. Guys. No, let's follow, let that one sit a bit right there. there. Follow Jeff no, at Crap Game. What number? 13, 14? 13. Hot damn. Tell him about Shake Them Ropes. Rob is on a work rate roll. We've already yeah. done three podcasts this week on a week where he might have left. Didn't and he, uh, he wasn't going to do it at all anymore? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what we do three in one week. It's amazing, this man. You know, um, we're going to do another one where I'm going to argue more Asuka um, because he's wrong on that, much like Sean Ross Sapp is wrong on it. Nah, that ain't and, uh, and, and whatever else happens tomorrow that drops, we'll probably talk a lot about this invasion angle and the raw aspect of it as well. Anna, they can follow you at Anna Bauer. What you up yep, to Yep, that's days? it. Still pending. Still to, pending. Still pending. Um, I like the way you do business. I just like to make sure. You can follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. You can follow us at Fightful Online. We have breaking news all the time at Fightful.com. Exclusives all the time, especially on that MMA side these days. We are getting more than ever. Tons of interviews this week. 
We have coverage of the uh, Anthony Joshua fight on Saturday. We have coverage of UFC Sao Paulo. We have an MMA podcast on Thursdays now. Of course, tune into the list and your boy on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern. We've had uh, great numbers for our podcast this week, including Listen Your Boy uh, last week up through the Breaking News Show on Friday, the TLC Show, the Raw Show. And I've started to post occasional uh, video news updates like uh, about Jeff Jarrett yesterday, talking about the William Regal advice today. So be on the lookout for those on YouTube. Subscribe to us there. Leave us a thumbs up. We are also on iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, a bunch of other stuff that I don't even know about we are on. And we also have these forums that I keep urging you guys to check out. I love talking to you guys over there as well. But thank you so much for joining us. It's been a very busy week at Fightful.com. Go check out the site. Until next time, we're out.